Welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio and welcome to an exclusive Builder Funnel Radio original mini-series, Mastering Facebook Marketing for Remodelers with Danielle Russell. Many of you know Danielle because you've either worked with her directly as a Builder Funnel client, heard her on a past podcast episode, or seen her on our YouTube channel. But for those of you who don't know her, Danielle is the inbound marketing director here at Builder Funnel, which means she runs operations, managing our team of about 14 digital marketers to ensure our clients are getting results. Before that role, she cut her teeth in the social media world, generating some incredible results. And in this mini series, you'll learn how to optimize your Facebook business profile for maximum results, including some rarely used strategies to convert leads directly from your Facebook page. We'll also cover how you can use Facebook insights to gather critical data without getting hung up on vanity metrics. And we'll also dive into Facebook ads to show you some specific ways to get started and start succeeding with your advertising dollars. All right, without further ado, let's get into the show. Hey, Danielle, glad to have you here. Thanks for having me. It's always a delight to be on the show. Yeah, it's been been a little while, I think, since we've had you back on, but it's uh, we're doing something a little bit different this time. We're going to do a deep dive into Facebook marketing for remodelers. And I know you've been uh, playing in this space for, for quite some time. How long you've been doing Facebook marketing, but specifically for this industry? Facebook marketing, almost 10 years, but specific to remodelers, five. Yeah, I would say that's probably longer than most people, you know, <laughs> just because nobody tends to uh, to spend all their time in this industry like we do. There are a few out there, but uh, you've probably picked up some tricks and some strategies along the way. And I'm hoping that I can kind of dig those out of you as we go through this mini series here. And I know today we kind of wanted to start things off with the profile you know, kind of some basics, but there are some really powerful things that you can do with the profile and things that maybe people overlook or, you know, don't take the time to do. So what are a couple of things we can kick things off with that people should be paying attention to? Yeah, absolutely. So if I had 20 minutes to sit down with any remodeler who is thinking through how can I maximize my Facebook profile, your business page, These would be my top three tips that I would sit down and say, okay, number one, you need to focus on this. So that's why I chose these three. Just wanted to preface with that. I think these are, you could sit down and in 20 minutes, knock out all of these. So hopefully this is a quick, a quick hitter for people. And you'll, you'll start to see results pretty quickly just from making these, these top three changes. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) We like that. We like quick wins. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So. Tip number one, branding, brand consistency. And this is really often overlooked because we're kind of, especially in the digital age, to stand out from our competitors. We're always telling people, you have to tell your story. You have to, you know, you have to be different by telling your story. And I'm starting to see a lot of shifts in the wrong direction with branding because of this. So tip number one for focusing on branding, your profile picture has to be your logo. I've seen a lot of businesses shift to like the owner's face or maybe a team picture or a NARI award-winning project. And 
while that looks great when someone gets to your profile and if they know who you are, great. But if they're searching, even if they search your full business name in Facebook, you will be saddened to see how many people have either the same name or very similar all across the country or world. So if you don't have your logo and people don't recognize that it's even your page, it's that much harder for them to even find you. So definitely making sure that your logo is your profile picture on your business page. That's yeah, seem, right seems there. simple, you know, but <laughs> you see, you do see that you, or you see something looks different from Facebook to Instagram to different platforms and that consistency is overlooked in marketing. Yeah, especially because people, you know, we're telling everyone put faces on your website, have an about the team section. And that's been translated into social media also. And I'll talk about when's the right time to do that. I do have tips on that. But your profile picture just isn't the time to showcase a face. It's It has to be your logo. Yeah. But there's some other areas that you can kind of get a little fancier with, right? You know, when, when you're thinking about the whole profile. Absolutely. So the next tip specifically for branding is your cover photo which now can also be a cover video. So making sure that that is where you're starting to showcase now, hey, this is the level of the project I can do. So professional photography, you can do a slideshow now. You can have, I think it's up to five images that scroll. You can have just one really quick hitting the showstopper project. You could have your team there. So once people know that they've gotten to your page because they see your logo as the profile picture, that's a good place to have your team would be your cover photo, especially if you're celebrating an anniversary. For example, we have a client who's celebrating 45 years and that's incredible. Absolutely put up a picture of your team and that's a great opportunity for that. With the video piece, that's 90 seconds. So you have to be kind of careful what video you place there. But some that I have seen perform really well would be a 90-second clip of a client testimonial. That's a good one. 90 seconds of about the team. 90 seconds of um, maybe a behind-the-scenes tour of a project, especially since, you know, the tour of remodeled homes, those kinds of things are going on right now. And a lot of it has been pushed to virtual. So that's a great time to just showcase that walkthrough of the house or maybe a little teaser video of a house that you're going to be featuring. Yeah. Do you have recommendations for people on how often you should be switching that, you know, cover photo out? Because I think some people think it's a lot of work or, you know, to keep switching it. Or is there any benefit to leaving something there for a while? Just again, thinking back to the branding perspective. Great question. Lots of, you're going to hear this in all of my episodes to come in the series, but let Facebook do the heavy lifting for you. I would say check seasonally, so quarterly, what image or video is performing the best. You're working with Facebook's algorithm in that way and share that. Use that as your cover photo or cover video. You already know it's getting great engagement. People are commenting on it, sharing it. The more you can play into Facebook's algorithm and share the content that's already performing well, the better it'll do. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and these are quick changes too. You know, if you've got a nice okay. photo, video, I know you'll hear a lot of pushback. I got to shoot a video or get this video done. And so, yeah, maybe you're not swapping out videos all the time every year. Hopefully you are because you're investing in video. But, 
you've probably got some good photos that you can use. So. Yeah. yeah. Another great one is if you're doing seasonal, typically we see that engagement and traffic can be seasonal with particularly in the remodeling industry. So maybe you're pushing holiday type remodeling projects when the holidays are coming around. So like a main level remodel and maybe in the spring you're starting to push for if you do exteriors, you have decks or something like that. So thinking through the highest margin project that you're really pushing for that season is another great way to go. I have a few clients right now who are really pushing, finishing and remodeling your basement so that it has home gym, home office, anything you might need, especially going into the winter right now. So that could be a good one, a quick, tangible change that you could make right now. That's really good. I think that's a good example of how we often overlook these little details of thinking about, oh, it's just my cover photo. I need to just throw something up there. But if you just add a little bit of intentionality to it, you know, you can kind of play into your goals, even with just something as small as your cover photo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's I mean, awesome. you're setting the stage. You're That's like a mental and emotional cue for anyone who lands on your page. You're kind of telling them what to look for next. I like it. Cool. Yeah. So what else, uh, what else should we know about with the, the Facebook profile? Yeah. So still in my little branding tip right here, last tip for branding, there's an R story section. This is kind of newer. This is within like the past year or two and it's in the far right hand column. That is really the best place to showcase a team picture because that's where you're actually trying to tell your story and set yourself apart from everyone else that people are typically researching if they're checking out your Facebook profile, right? So Yeah, and I'm just going to jump in there. Please yeah. don't put, you know, family business been around for 20 years. Like that is part of the story, but go a little deeper. <laughs> you know, dig dig further, you know, because mm-hmm. when you start to look around, a lot of a lot of people put that same thing. Yeah, a really cool story that I've heard recently with one of our clients, they actually went through a remodel themselves. And part of why it was so frustrating and they decided that they could do it better. So they started their own business was they had this really negative experience around basically like a land and expand. I don't know if that's the right way to phrase this, but they took the lowest bid and turns out that was just just the tip of the iceberg. That was the very beginning. And by the end of the project, they had sunk dozens, if not a hundred thousand more than they thought they were going to. They were stuck in that house because they were pregnant and like they didn't see a way out. And so they chose that they could do it better and they've been doing it better every, ever since. And that's a story that I think you're hitting on a big primal fear around mm-hmm. remodeling there. That's a great story to tell people and say, Hey, I was in your shoes and I won't do that to you. Yeah, that's the that's, kind of story people are looking for. Yeah, and if you're listening to this too, you know that that may not be your authentic story, but I think you hit on something really key there, which is that connects to a fear that your customer has. And so if you think about who your customer is, they have fears, they have worries, and then they also have challenges they're trying to solve or they have goals. And so if you can connect it to any of those things and tie it in organically to your own unique story, you're going to be much better off because as somebody's reading it, they just feel like, oh, yeah, like I, I can connect with these guys. I can resonate with that. So 
I think that's a really powerful tip. Anything else that people should know about with the story? One other cool way I've seen it used and pushed for with one of our clients was they had a special this summer for they could build a deck in seven days. And so they used that as a little promotional area and really kind of played into you're stuck at home right now, but that doesn't mean you can't have the outdoor living space of your dreams. Start designing today and have the deck of your dreams next week. And we were able to put together a pretty cool story section around that specific example. That's that cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, well, let's, let's move on. I, I, I love branding, but I, uh, I want to hear from you. How can we use our profile to convert and capture leads? Uh, because I think, well, for me, lead conversion is, is probably one of my favorite topics. So <laughs> what do you got for us there? What, what should people be thinking about when it comes to conversion with your profile? It's a great question because this is something that's so simple and so frequently overlooked, especially on Facebook. I think when people talk conversion, we're really picturing calls to action on our website and forms on our website. But if you treat Facebook like a sales funnel, you have lots of opportunity around building the perfect call to action and how to start drawing people into your website from Facebook. So I took notes because Facebook keeps changing the actual phrasing of the buttons. So these are the most recent ones from when I looked them up. <laughs> Until um, it changes in 20 days, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was, it's funny you say that because I actually was going through one for a client yesterday and it, one of the buttons has already changed, but that's okay. I'll just reference both in case it was just like a one-time thing. Okay, so the best thing to think of, first of all, your call to action, the primary one that we're discussing right now for this tip, it's located on the far right-hand page of your page, right under that cover photo or cover video, whatever that is. And it's a little bit above the Our Story section in that same right-hand column. So just so you can physically place it as you're looking through. What I always try to draw out of remodelers when I'm asking them and trying to identify what the best CTA for their business is, is we look through their audience data. We think through who was the most recent project that you enjoyed the most and how did they find you? So this is these calls to action that I'm going to talk through right now, these buttons that you can use are all tied to what your goal is based on those answers. So Facebook has top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, and bottom of the funnel conversion points. Subscribe, which is also now sign up. <laughs> So either of those, whichever one you're seeing, that's great if you think the majority of your audience on Facebook is top of the funnel. Maybe you have thousands of followers and they're really just liking your pictures. They're not really engaging deeper with your content. Then sign up, subscribe. Those are great to send people to either your newsletter, sign up for your newsletter, and now you have their email address. You're able to keep marketing to them or to sign up for your blog. So now they're getting all the helpful information they need. They've taken this relationship a step beyond just looking at your pictures and thinking, wow, that's pretty. But now they're learning about it. And maybe you're talking about cost, hopefully, and things like that to draw the conversion on your website. Learn more is another great top of the funnel call to action on Facebook. That could 
ideally that's driving someone to a page on your website with a form so that as they're learning more about you, they can contact you right there. So again, those are the two that typically are driving people to your website. The other three I'm going to talk about are within Facebook. So converting people right in Facebook. Get quote is a new one. And Mm, if you don't see this, yeah, it's under book with us. And if you don't see that option, you can put in a ticket to Facebook. They're just rolling this one out. Not even all of our clients have access to it. I've had to send a couple tickets into Facebook to engage with it. But what's awesome about Get Quote is you can set up automated messaging through Facebook Messenger. So if someone clicks Get Quote, they get your intro. You can type up a custom intro paragraph. And that helps you set the scene of timeline, location. And then you can ask a first question. And typically for for most people, that would be where are you located is a good one. What type of project are you looking to have done? And you can pre-populate the answers so that they're not just typing in some random thing, whatever they feel like answering. But it could be kitchen remodel, bathroom remodel, whole home remodel, addition, other, for example. And then once they select, then you could say, what timeline are you looking to have this project completed? Zero to three months, three to six months, six to 12 months, et cetera. So you can really pull them down this pipeline and then you can end it with phone number or email address, however you prefer to follow up with them. But we've seen so many pretty slick, nice, automated, streamlined. You're not doing anything. And then you get a Facebook notification that you have a lead who converted on your page. If you've followed Builder Funnel for even a little bit, you know we're huge believers in the inbound marketing methodology. One of the most important phases is the client delight phase. By delighting customers, you turn them into promoters of your business and your brand. The only way to get people to go out of their way to sing your praises is to wow them throughout the process. This is something the guys over at BillBook are helping you do. Better communication leads to better outcomes. And that means communication at every level. Daily logs, client selections, punch lists, and change orders. Today, that communication gets super fragmented between email, text, and phone calls. And inevitably, things fall through the cracks. With BuildBook, everything funnels through one simple app, keeping everyone on the same page and your clients filled with delight. No more digging through texts or random emails looking for client approvals. Just one place to see everything going on with a project. And as a reminder, they're offering a special deal to all Builder Funnel Radio listeners. Hit pause right now and text BuildBook to 33777 for a free trial of the software plus 45% off the first year. All right, let's get back to the show. Great pre-qualification tool too. If somebody's like, hey, we need this done in zero to three months and you know you can't do that, you know, that's an easy way that you can have a template ready on the back end to just say, sorry, right now our projects are completing later than that. Like if you can wait, we'd love to open up a discussion, but if you really need it done, like we should just part ways now and that saves you time, you know? <laughs> Same with if their budget's way too low and you ask them about budget. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. Another a cool example I've seen of a follow-up with a client also is after they submit, so someone makes it all the way through, they fill out their phone number and email address 
And then as the thank you capture message that they get, they also say, feel free to send us pictures of the space in advance so we can start thinking through budget or however you want to phrase that. And they have a hit rate of 100% right now. People want to send these pictures and that helps our client's team so much to know what they're getting involved in. You have a good idea of size and if there's anything else that's maybe extremely wrong before you even walk in to see it in person. So that's been super cool. Yeah, that's a great one. So yeah, definitely check out the the get quote uh, mm-hmm. new option and send in the ticket too because who knows, it might take a day or two. It might take you know a month depending on what Facebook's <laughs> doing, but they are rolling it out. So send in the ticket and, and start testing that one. So yeah. what other options do we have on the, the conversion path? Yes. One of the ones that I always recommend to subcontractors in particular is call now. Just because people typically, it's a sudden and urgent matter, typically. Call now. People are just looking to call and understand and talk to you. And maybe they're not sure how urgent it is or how quickly you can come in. They have no idea how much things cost, but typically something's wrong in that moment. So call now is a great one. It will literally generate a phone call through Facebook Messenger and it just acts as a call to you. So if those are the kinds of projects you get, maybe either handyman or subcontract work, call now is probably the best call to action for you. That's a good point. Cause if you're, if, I mean, if you're like a design build remodeler, you know, it's probably not super urgent. The call now could be a good call to action cause you want to just get them on the phone. But to your point, like some of these other calls to action where you're maybe driving them to the website where they're going to learn more or even the get quote where you can pre-qualify and you don't necessarily want to be on the phone with every single person until you've, you've learned more about them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have a whole episode where we dive into target demographic audience, that kind of stuff. So that might be helpful to listen to in conjunction with this one so that you can pick the right call to action. Another really good call to action, this, you may also have to put in a ticket for this one, see offers. And that's another helpful one for, it's a good seasonal one, for example, if maybe you offer concierge handyman services during the holidays, or again, if you're a subcontractor, maybe you don't have free estimates normally, and for you're doing a special offer for free estimates, or you can just phrase it as get an estimate for $35, and that's, that's your offer, free deck inspection under the assumption that someone, once you tell them it fails, they're probably going to want to fix that deck. So there are other ways to, if you are a subcontractor in particular, that if you don't want people to just call you right from Facebook, then that would be another way to start qualifying people further. Yeah. Yeah. And I think these are all great. You have a variety of options within you know, just Facebook's default tools. And depending on your type of business, you can control the type of conversion that you see off of the profile. So if you're, if some of these conversion tools sound terrible, you're like, I don't want more of that. You know, that's okay. You have, you have options basically. Absolutely. Whenever I inherit a Facebook page that I'm trying to work through almost every single time the CTA is send message and let me tell you, nobody's responding. <laughs> so if it's not the right goal, if that's not what you want, if that's not the desired outcome, 
change the button because even if you don't want anyone contacting you through Facebook, that's fine. But subscribe or sign up or learn more. Those are just going to drive people to your website and start to qualify leads without you having to do anything. And at least then you're not just ignoring leads while your phone's in your pocket all day. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want that. All right. So what, uh, what else should we know about the profile? We talked about kind of branding consistency, conversion. What's mm-hmm. something else that a lot of people overlook? Yes. This one I could go on for days about. So Spencer, you're going to have to cut me off. But with the services page, which most of you probably already have, it is one of with Facebook profile pages for businesses. You can set, for example, like local storefront is one of the options. And media, I think, is one of them. So like for podcasts and videos only. Services is one of them. You're most likely defaulted to services, but you can check in your back end. If you have the service page template, you can set up basically a catalog of your services. And it can be the exact same phrasing that you use on your website for each service page. But the point is that you're getting people from Facebook to your website or you're at least qualifying and saying, hey, these are the things we do. And then they get to read about them. You can, you probably don't want pricing on your Facebook page just because these are people who are very top of the funnel, most likely who are reading your services. You still want them to get to your website before you're giving any kinds of price ranges. So I would deactivate the pricing option there. But if you have two sentences about kitchen remodeling, you're one of the most liked and engaged with pictures of a kitchen remodel on Facebook, you can use that to feature it. You can include a link over to your kitchen remodeling services page. And people aren't dumb. You know, we've been using, like I said, I've been doing Facebook marketing for 10 years now. Facebook's been around since 2008, something like that. People know how to interact. If they want to learn more about your kitchen remodeling services, they know how. And you've basically set up this catalog of, I do kitchen remodeling, I do bathroom remodeling, I do whole home remodeling, I do additions. You're providing all of the information they need right there. And then combined with having the right call to action button right there, you're giving people everything they need to decide if they're going to keep researching you. And if they want to engage with you, if they want to call you, if they want to learn more, uh, you're giving them that top of the funnel and starting to go middle of the funnel information that they need to pick you. Yeah. So question comes to mind, you know, we've got our websites and those are typically the, like the core place where we're going to convert leads. But obviously we know we have these other channels like Facebook where we can capture leads. You know, why go to the trouble to build out these services pages when, you know, we've got all that information on the the website, you know, what's the, I don't know, primary or secondary benefit, you know, what, why take the time, you know, to do this basically? Yeah. So it's widening the top of your sales funnel is bottom line. That's my answer. As we continue in some of these future episodes, we're going to talk about Facebook advertising for beginners and Facebook boosting for beginners and how you can increase your brand awareness and hopefully conversions as well. But it all starts with having the right information on your page so people know what you do. 
you're helping to qualify these leads and helping to drive them to your website so that they convert. And you're only engaging with jobs that you want to do, the kinds of projects that have the highest margins so that you're making money at the end of the day. You're You're just putting out there and bringing more and more people in when you have the right information and you're showcasing it in a way that isn't interruptive, they're actively looking for it and they're finding it because not everybody is Googling you right now. There are plenty of people who maybe saw or heard of a friend who did a remodeling project and they shared it on Facebook and it was a project you did and they click through and they're like, wow, I'm really jealous of this kitchen. I want a kitchen like this. They get to your page and you're, the information's all right there. And like I said, people know how to take next steps. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, and you just, for me too, just to add on on top of that is you never know how somebody's going to find you. And like you said, they might just find you on Facebook. And so the more built out that profile is, the more professional you look, the more put together. And there's a little bit of a, a friction piece or a barrier to get somebody to click off of Facebook and go somewhere else. I mean, people do that frequently, but if they're just kind of staying within that environment, it allows them to stay there, which, you know, when you look at a marketing and sales process, anything that reduces that friction is a really good thing. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, definitely three good tips. And I know we're going to get into a lot more as we continue down this original series here on Builder Funnel Radio. But I did just want to say too, for those of you listening right now, we're actually in the middle of opening the doors to Builder Funnel Academy. So the doors are open uh, September 1 through September 22nd. And I know, Danielle, you've got a course that you've put together on Facebook marketing. And normally we price that at $9.97, but we're throwing that in to the Academy at no extra charge. So absolutely free. But I guess if people liked these tips and what we walked through here, what can they expect in the, in the course? Do you go a little bit deeper or kind of what's, what's in there? Like I said at the beginning of this episode, if this is all you take away, this will be great. This will be very helpful. You'll see some dramatic changes in what's going on behind the scenes on your Facebook page. But if you want more, I there are several more tips specifically for optimizing your profile page. And I have helpful worksheets, step-by-step guide on how you can do it. I also pull up a page and walk through the example. So if it was hard to follow what I was talking about, you'll see what I'm talking about, plus the guides and much more detail and many more modules than episodes we have in this original series. Cool, cool. Yeah. And like like Danielle said, you know, these things, you know, 20 minute investment maybe to to fill them out, to make sure you're consistent on your branding. You've got a good conversion point and you've filled out your, you know, your story and your services section. So definitely take action on that. But if you do want to go a little deeper, dive into the weeds, get maybe a little more hand-holding, then go to builderfunnelacademy.com slash join. You can learn all about what we've got going on there with the academy and the courses and everything that we're throwing in this time. But uh, I think that wraps up this episode. And so we will see everybody on the next one for episode two. And we're going to dive into some more good stuff as it relates to Facebook marketing. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys.
Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode, the first episode in this original mini-series here on Builder Funnel Radio. Danielle has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to Facebook marketing, social media, but but definitely Facebook marketing for remodelers and I would say residential you know, builders, contractors. And so hopefully you got a ton out of this episode. Again, we went through tips for optimizing the profile. So I'd really encourage you to take, you know, like she said, maybe 20 minutes to go through and either you do it or you have somebody else listen to this episode and follow those steps, maybe somebody on your team and update your logo, get your cover page, you know, work on your call to action and get the the services pages and your story and everything filled out within that Facebook page. I know a lot of you have pages that were set up a long time ago. Facebook's changed a lot since then. So there's a lot more you can do with it. And these are some things that will really help take it to the next level. So hope you guys are enjoying the kicking off of this mini series. And we will see you back here for episode two on Builder Funnel Radio.